0: Welcome to the leanzone.com podcast, where we discuss construction contracts, liens, and bonds. And now, our host, Alex Barthet. All right, so let's talk about um, lien releases, why conditional releases are so important, and and how to make any release a conditional release. Um, So let's talk about what the purpose of the release is, uh, so that you understand why uh, conditional releases are so important. Um, a release is is the document that you have to submit, obviously, in order to get paid on, on almost every job. And the owner and contractor want it because they, they use it as a line of demarcation in the construction project. project to know that as of this period of time, anything before it, any claims that exist before it, are off the table. And the claims that fall off the table are those claims that are listed in the, the release. So there's something called a lien release. Um, and I'm not just talking about the title. I'm talking about what it says in the body of the document. So a lien release is the one that is in the statute, Florida Chapter 713. And that lien release is exactly that. It only releases lien rights. So if you have other rights, those are not released. Now, when you get those releases from some contractors, and it's, you know, a paragraph uh, or a whole page, just know that there's lots of other rights you're giving up in that document than just your lien, your lien rights. Um, so we'll talk about that in a minute, about what's in there um, and, and what you have to be careful with. So now you have uh, someone's ready to give you a check. It's time to give them a release, and you have to figure out, okay, what is the consideration you're getting for... Uh, for giving this release. So let's just use an example. You're expecting a $50,000 check. Um, They give you the release, and it says $10. So the first thing you should do is you should change all $10 releases to the amount of the money that you're expecting to receive. Um, Now, if you haven't done any work in that month, so you have no billing in that month, it's okay to give a $10 release. But in all other situations, if you're expecting a $50,000 check, then the the lien release should say $50,000. And this is part one of, why, of, of what makes a release conditional. So number one is you want to make sure that what you're actually expecting is recited in the release.
1: Is that less retainage or like... Whatever the check is, right? Whatever the check is. So they owe you 60 and you, they keep 10% and you just do it for 54 or whatever. Yes. If they owe you a certain amount, then that's the, that's the whole amount
0: there. Correct. So if if you know that you're picking up a $50,000 check, then the release needs to say $50,000. Some
1: people want you to write $10. You say, uh-uh. Now, what what about the fact uh, uh, where there's change orders involved?
0: It's Again, all we're talking about is... is what the check amount is, right. right? So whether or not change orders you're getting paid or they're pushing you off to the next month, that, that's kind of a different... That's what they do. Con- of course they do. <laughs> um, if, they, uh, if they want a $10 release, then what you tell them is that that $10 release, uh, that you'll give them a $10 release after you exchange the, the release you're willing to give for the check you're expecting, And then once that check clears, then you can give them a a $10 release. Sometimes they want that $10 release because they don't want to show people above you what they've actually paid you. Sometimes they have to disclose it, depending on the type of contract they have. Sometimes they don't. So sometimes they don't want to know. They don't want the owner to know, as an example, that they've given you $50,000. So that's that's one of the reasons why they want. A ten, that they want you to sign a $10 release. Um, so the issue always comes up, and this is why a conditional release is so important, is what if you don't get the check, right? They, you give a release and you either don't get
1: yes. any of the right. check you
0: or you get a check that's less than the amount that you expect, right? So step one is that's why you want to make sure you put in what the value of the check is that you're receiving, Right? Because let's say you're expecting fifty thousand, you sign a ten dollar release, you give it to them, and you get a twenty thousand dollar check. There's nothing in the release that would have indicated to someone later that this release was only in exchange for fifty thousand, because it only says ten dollars. So so that's why you want it to say what is it is you're expecting. Um, So that's number one. Number two is you want to add to the release any time that you are, let me back up, any time that you are giving someone a release and you are doing that without physically getting a check at the time, you want to add conditional language to the release. And the conditional language is that this release is conditioned upon me receiving a certain amount of money. So when you get the, here's an email copy of the check, email me a copy of the release, you just need to know that that release that you send them, if it is not conditional, and especially if it says $10, is potentially valid and enforceable even if you never get the check. I want to make sure you understand that. So there's this perception that, well, I am holding the original. So the fact that I sent them a copy means nothing. That is not true. Uh, I sent them a copy that's not notarized, so therefore I'm okay. Also not true. Uh, A release doesn't need to be notarized to be valid and enforceable, and you don't need an original for it to be valid and enforceable. So the only way you can protect yourself when you are giving a release without simultaneously getting a check is to make it conditional. And the language you want to use is... Uh, And you can add it by handwriting it in. You can add it by typing it in. You can add it by a stamp, which I have for you guys here. I brought two. Uh, The language is, notwithstanding anything to the contrary, this waiver and release is conditioned upon and not effective until the undersigned receives uh, receives paid funds of and then you have a blank, and then you you would put in what it is. so if you're expecting a fifty thousand dollars check, that's where you would write in fifty thousand:
1: That's what the stamp says
0: Yes, mm-hmm. so you can take any release that you get and you can stamp it and you write fifty thousand right and now you've taken any release that they've given you, and you've now made it a conditional release. It's conditioned upon you actually receiving the fifty thousand um, dollars because again, that's the problem. What if you never get the money expecting? yeah. Right. Now,
1: is this in addition to even if you can write the release amount, like the fifty thousand yes. dollar amount, or only if it if they you, you No, know, you have to do for ten. This
0: is. I would tell you this: the the stamp or the language represents ninety five percent of it, okay. but the last five percent of making of just writing in the ten dollars, changing ten dollars to fifty thousand, is good practice. But if if you did this and not change the $10, you're okay. This episode is brought to you by the Miami Construction Forum. This invitation-only group of construction professionals of all sizes and trades meets monthly for an informal lunch and learn session on current topics of interest, from getting paid and safety to bonding and insurance. To see the upcoming topics and request your invitation, visit MiamiConstructionForum.com. Does that make sense? But again, if you do, you should, make it a habit of doing both. I, I just want to be very clear. The, just because it says that this release is in exchange for 50000 that doesn't by itself mean that it's conditional.
1: But it says conditional upon receiving payment.
0: Ah, okay. Some Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do, absolutely. Um,
1: but I don't want you to think that
0: just because it says 50000 that automatically it's it's conditional. Um, uh, so let me give you also... Uh, what I would call a pro tip. Just when you look at the release, you need to also make sure that the amount you're receiving and the through date that you are releasing it through, the release, they coincide. So if you submit an $80,000 payout, and they've now reduced that $80,000 payout to $50,000, but they still want to release through the end of the month, you can't do that. Because if your $80,000 was to the end of the month and they're only giving you fifty, then you need to figure out when in the month you can give them a release through. Um, that may, maybe that's the, the 19th of the month. right? So then you have to change the release, the through date of the release, to reflect the fact that you're not releasing it through the end of the month. The reason this is important is that um, people perceive incorrectly that what matters more is the amount of money you're receiving. It's actually the opposite. On a release, what matters more is the through date. If you got $10, $20, $20, $20,000, or $100,000, the judge is not gonna care. The only thing the judge cares about is that you got some form of consideration and you released it through a date certain. So the judge isn't gonna go back and say, well, you were asking for 80, you got 50, so therefore, I'm going to figure out when the the release should be effective through. No, the judge is going to say, you decided to take 50000 But you still, in exchange for that 50000 gave a release through the end of the month. So that month is done. So you need to make sure that when you are giving a release for an amount of money, that the, that the amount of money you're getting and the through date of the release, um, they match up.
1: You know, one time, and this happened to me and Nini, um, we were expecting like $25,000, and they wanted a release for that month, but they were only going to give me $5,000. Because the change order, they weren't going to pay me that month. They wanted me to redate it and put it for the next month. But we already had done the change order, and it was already on that month. So I told her no, and I let them keep the money for. Well, they finally gave it to us, I think the lawyer said, look at this check. It's like eight months old. But that was because I didn't want to play their game. Would that have been a problem if yeah. I would have done that? It. So the They re- want me to resubmit it. the change order. That next month, right? Is that yeah. what they wanted you to do? Yeah. It,
0: it becomes a problem when you're dealing with someone that wants to screw you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the only time it becomes a problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would say... 97% of the time, it's just paper. And no one ever looks at it. They just need to know that it's a blue signature that's notarized and it goes in the file, you get your check, and everybody moves on. It's only when when either A, someone's trying to screw you, or B, uh, things the wheels have fallen off and now the lawyers are involved. One of the first places the lawyers go when they get a new case, a construction lawyer, they go to the releases. Because the releases are... Um, are, are gonna show kind of where where claims start and end um, on a case. So that's why it's so important.
1: Because the change order actually shows the date that we did it. So let's say that the change order was done in October mm-hmm. and then they wanted us to go ahead and date, not put it through October, they wanted us to build clear October, then they wanted us to bill it for the next month, they want us to do it from September, right? Or so then, now, or not September, whatever yeah, it is, yeah, um, December. I'm terrible. i got to start from January. <laughs> I've always been that way. I go, January, February, March, April, But anyway, so uh, then, I, then they're going to go, well, wait a minute, you cleared us October, so why are you now telling me that we owe you this money? See, I didn't know what game they were trying to play. Yeah,
0: so no, you're right. absolutely right. You, you should be very cautious mm-hmm. um, because. If you read the language of the release of most contractors, you will realize that they're asking you to release not just your lien rights, but your lien rights, Um, if there's a bond, any bond rights, any claims you have, any change order work, any delays, any acceleration. I mean, especially the long ones, but even the short ones, uh, they have lots of language in there. And if you actually read it, you'll realize any right you have through the through date is done. It's off the table. So if you have a claim that you wish to preserve that existed before that through date, you need to add an exception to the release to preserve that claim. And if you don't, then if someone wants to be difficult, they can look at that release and say you're you gave that right up. I am not yeah, I don't have I to pay Yeah, I here in
1: October we owed you nothing, and now you're saying that we owe you this from October.
0: I had a client, uh, an electrical contractor, who came to me at the end of a job, um, and he said, I've got a million dollars of claims and unapproved change orders um, that I want to sue for. And I went through his file, and I realized that every month he was signing releases. And those releases included everything and and anything under the sun. And he was paid the money in the release. And he never uh, argued about... um, what to do or how, to, uh, or, or how he was going to get paid those claim amounts and the change orders. And I told him, I said, this is a loser of a case. We are going to lose this case. He said, I need to go forward. It's a million dollars. And we went forward and we lost because the judge looked at the releases and said, look, in January you signed a release. In February you signed a release. In March you signed. What do you want me to do? You got the money. Uh, so he got screwed. he got screwed, but he got screwed because he wasn't as careful as he needed to be. And that's the important thing about having this conversation now is that is that you just need to understand that it's all great until it's not. And when it's not, that's when then it's really bad. And if you haven't papered the file because you haven't protected yourself in securing your lien rights or the way you review and sign releases, um, then it becomes much harder in the future If we have to fight about it to get you paid. Thanks for listening to the LeanZone.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast app. For articles, videos, and forms on this
1: and other construction topics, head over to theleanzone.com.